This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our preview series. We look ahead to the next Arsenal fixture, which happens to be a very, very important clash away at Southampton. To do so, I'm joined by some of the members as always. Before I introduce you to them, a massive welcome to everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Please do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new let's bring in our guest for today first of all it's tom how you doing mate you good you well yeah i'm good thanks how are you yeah not bad soaking up the sunlight which is a nice change because it's been blooming cold but today it was actually quite warm so it was it's nice it's nice to get out there in the sun as much it's been good the last couple of days as indeed as indeed it's been very very nice speaking of which zamir how you doing mate you good feeling good feeling well feeling nice how are we all of the above, Tom. Doing great. Good stuff, man. Good to have you back on the channel. It's been a, a little while. Glad to <laughs> see your face again on the screen. And making his second appearance as well, it's Brad. How you doing, Brad? You all right? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back again. No problem at all. Did so well the first time. It was always going to be a short space until you came back on again. It's so lovely stuff. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. People in the chat box, hope you're doing good and well. So happy to see so many of you as well in the chat box. Quick thing, uh, there's still a few, as I'm aware, uh, spaces left for next Thursday's live event at the Hippodrome with myself, Harry, who will be guests uh, as a show hosted by Lee Judges, Sophie from the Highbury Squad and Dan Potts as well. If you would like to come, all you need to do is drop me a message on Twitter or Instagram or you can email Sophie at thehighbrewsquad at gmail.com to register your interest in going. It doesn't cost anything as far as I'm aware either. Uh, if, if it does, that's really bad promotion, but I haven't been told. So uh, fingers crossed it doesn't, but I will of course update you if it does indeed, but I don't think that it does. So do, uh, do get involved if you want to come along next Thursday in Leicester Square. We kick off though today's show by talking about the reaction to Mikel Arteta's press conference in which he revealed Tom that Alexandra Lacazette may or may not be fit already. Fit is maybe the wrong word because we don't really know what's going on. He said it was 
personal reasons? Were you getting a little bit of a, a nostalgic throwback to some previous personal uh, reasons that we've heard before? Um, maybe a little bit, but I, to be honest with you, Lacazette never really looks fit when he plays anyway, so I, it wouldn't make too much of a difference. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't play him. I don't, I don't think. I don't think it makes too much of a difference. I think if he, if for uh, Arteta, if he's ready to play, he'll play him. Well, regardless, I think he sees he's too important. But yeah, no, I, for me, it wouldn't really make too much of a difference. Zamir, are you buying into the conspiracy theories surrounding Lacazette? Is he is he going to be an Aubameyang mark too with these personal reasons? I mean, he he's got eight games left to play for the Arsenal. He's done at the end of the year. I don't think he's going to come back. So. However, we decide to push him out, you know, that's up to the club. But I don't see him coming back next year. Really? I mean, do you see him playing again this season? I do see him playing again because I don't think we have enough firepower up front. I mean, Pepe's not in Arteta's starting 11 or even bench at this mm. point. Uh, Martinelli, uh, Arteta doesn't trust to play up front. Eddie Nketiah is on his way out, can't really play the number nine by himself. So Emil Smith-Rowe mm. is the last option. So I see him playing again, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's... Look, I think that Lacazette needs to be in the squads no matter what. I would drop him personally, and I don't think anyone else has put him in their lists today, although if they have, I'm sorry. Um, I've made a mistake because what we're seeing is a lot of fans not wanting him in the team. And whilst he hasn't... You know, whilst he may not be there in the starting 11, he's really important that he is Brad's in the squad because if there's one thing you can't knock, it's his experience, it's his impact on the team from a mental standpoint. Yeah, he's very experienced, but honestly, I don't think I'd play him again since he's not mm. signing a new contract. Get get some other players some game time. I personally want to see Pepe start playing that up-top role. He can't really defend as well as others like Saka, for example. So I'd really like to see Pepe and maybe see Tim going forward for the rest of the season. Fair, I think that's that's interesting, actually. So you wouldn't play him again at all because the contract's running out? I mean, it's really dependent. If Pepe does go up top and he plays really poorly, then surely you got to play Lacazette at that point. But if he does all right or roughly similar to what Lacazette would produce, I would say just drop him for the rest of the season at this point. Well, fair enough. Fair enough indeed. Paul pointing out maybe he's tested positive, perhaps what they're keeping behind the scenes. Maybe it's still something. We forget that it's going on because it's you know been so long since we've had to deal with it, of course. But maybe that is the reason behind it. Uh, S87 says, why not Pepe as striker? Uh, maybe it's certainly something that our guests today will be touching upon it in their predictions. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, and Moss is certainly appreciating, Brad, your uh, your Norwegian shirt. You got It's a fantastic shirt. Let's be honest. Why, why uh, nations don't put their entire flag on their shirt more? I don't know. It's certainly something that needs to happen, but uh, much appreciated. Uh, let's go to the Partey story, because Tom, him being out for what looks like to be the rest of the season is is a big, big hit. Uh, yeah, it's pretty massive, to be fair, because he had actually been playing really well, apart from the Palace game. But then when you watch the Palace game and he was so uncharacteristically bad of late, then was he injured before even the game kicked off? You don't really know. And yeah, that, that's a really big miss because before the international break, he was basically running the midfield on his own, um, allowing Jacker to push up. But now that he's gone, you can't really afford to play that system. Lokonga on his own as a six, just it's not going to work. He's too mm. young and too inexperienced. He can't he can't play it. So, um, I mean, we've we've seen that in the games 
you know, I didn't actually watch the Brighton game and I have not put myself through watching a replay of it, but I think we played that system with the two eights and it just doesn't work if, if Partey's not there. He's too important. Zamir, whilst we're sitting here and agreeing, and I can see you're nodding along with Tom there, that, you know, it's it's a no-go. Do you think that's still what's going to happen tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, and I'll touch on why. It's because of that comment about Granit Xhaka playing at left back and statistically what Arteta thinks <laughs> that mm. that formation kind of fits. I mean, the statistics I've seen is that we've what, won three, drawn one, lost three when he plays left back. We yeah, lost I've, key games. I've written a piece about this today. It's uh, yeah. It doesn't back up what he said I mean, at all. <laughs> so based on if I go based on what is said, Tom, then then yeah, I'll we'll see Granitschaka left back again probably on Saturday, and we'll see Lokonga, Smith Rowe, and and Odegaard in the center. Yeah, I mean, I've written a piece on it today. It comes yeah. out, uh, it'll be out early, early hours of the morning, to be fair, tomorrow. But uh, in short, we've played 10 games with Xhaka at left back. Two of those were under Unai Emery. Those two games, we won one, we drew one. We won the one against Sporting in the Europa League. We drew away at Crystal Palace, in which Xhaka actually gave away a penalty in that game playing left back. Um, and then the eight games that have been played under Arteta, we won four. We drew one and lost three. So... When it comes down to looking at win percentages, that's 50%. And when Arteta describes it as there's like, you know, it doesn't get much better sort of thing. I mean, you could have 51% already we're thinking better. It's to be honest, it was a real annoying statement from Arteta. And, you know, I'm his biggest praiser when he does things right. But when he came out with that, he should have known that immediately people were going to check that. And, you know, when they don't add up, you know, it's worthy of criticism. I mean, Brad, sorry, go on, Zemir. No, I was going to say that, you know, I, I wouldn't mind it if Thomas Partey was fit. Like, I, mm. I think it's fine because Shaka can give you that stability that Tomiyasu or Tierney gives you at the left-back position. But when when you you don't just blow up your midfield when your best player yeah. there is just is injured for the season. Uh, Brad, do you expect Tavares to be brought back in then or not? Or do you think that his time at Arsenal may be done like Lacquer's as well? I don't expect him to play, but I really do want him to play. You know, Arteta brought him in as his backup option. And he was playing well for a good stretch of games while Tierney was out earlier. And I'd love to see Tavares try to play. You know, you bring him in as your backup. This is why, This is when we need him. So I'd love to see him play and step up and Hopefully get back into the team, but I just don't see it from this point. Yeah, uh, I'd be shocked if he plays again this season, to be honest, especially after what Arteta said there. Uh, what that means we do, I don't know. Um, but speaking of trying to come up with solutions, we're going to go to our lineups and see what we've got. So, Tom, we start with yours. Talk us through your team, mate. Well, obviously, it's going to be very different to what Arteta is actually going to go with. Um, but I, I'm really surprised that he hasn't gone back to this. It's what he did when he came in to get results. He, it was his results thing with the team, the best he could get out of them. He used this formation. We need results now to the end of the season. I know the, what he's trying to do is longer than you know the, the eight games that we're going to be playing, but we don't have a squad anymore. We have like... We, we literally have like 11 players. The rest of them are all youth mm. team players. We can't afford to... Do you remember we keep... used to have to take two coach loads of people to games? We don't anymore. We just take yeah. the one coach. That's all we need to do. So well, we save did, money. They, they, <laughs> they just fit them all in the back of the car. It, yeah. It's not. It, it's just not enough. And I, I play this because I want to see him get the best out of Nuno Tavares. 
we saw at the beginning of the season, he is a really effective player when he goes forward at times. He can be inconsistent, but he's good. He's young. He's raw. He runs fast. He, you know, he, he's not going to not track back. He, he he really does go for it. I'd, and, and if you play him at a wing back with Odegaard, who can support him going forward, and Odegaard will work defensively as well, it, it will help him, um, you know, and it, it expose him less. And I think playing Martinelli at striker against Southampton, it's the perfect game for it. Um, we've got to give it a go now. I, I just want to see him there. Even I don't personally believe his long-term future as a striker. I think mm. this is the best place to play him to get mm. the results. Because against Southampton, they play the high line. Martinelli is one of the quickest players in the squad. You know, you've got Xhaka and Lukongu can both play those long passes over the top. I, I think we, we've got to use it because we're, we're too predictable at the moment. Yeah, I mean, you raise good points and you make them well. Zamir, you've instead gone for uh, some slightly different changes. You've brought Cedric back in. Do you think that Saka at left wing back is the solution to our problems there? Yeah, I think the reason for this, Tom, is this, again, this obsession with Xhaka playing left back. I think when we go more attacking, we'll gradually just move to a four and Saka will push Mm -hmm. up and Xhaka will just slide over into that left-wing role. Smith Rowe will tuck in closer to Martinelli. So that's my thinking behind this. And it's similar to what we did in the second half last week, uh, except Martinelli was playing left-wing left wing back, which was not where I want to see him. Uh, I think conceptually we're thinking the same way. We need to press from the front. We need to press with pace and cause some of those turnovers. Uh, and I think... You know, this lineup will help us in two ways. One is to press with pace, and the second is is ball retention and progression. Uh, and, and that's why I've gone with this lineup. Good stuff. And finally, Brad, uh, you've decided to go with the back four. Um, although that being said, you could easily switch this around when we do attack into a back three. So talk me through it. Yeah, I thought about doing something similar to what Zamir ended up doing. But honestly, I think Martinelli gives us so much on that left-hand side that I don't want to see him play striker unless we absolutely have to. That's why I put Pepe up top there. And Saka playing left back or left wing back, I like the idea. But again, he gives us so much on the attack. I don't want to leave Gabriel vulnerable uh, if he's playing left back, he's going to be bombing up so much. But I guess that might be what Tavares would do in this situation too. So I don't know. It's just uh, I'm liking this look. And obviously I put Odegaard as my captain. That's why I got the Norway jersey on today. And I just think if we kind of play well and how we've been playing the last few games, uh, what before the international break with this lineup, I think we can do really well. Oh no, Lacazette is not happy of it being dropped in the chat box. Not happy at all. Uh, is uh, <laughs> Alexander is not pleased about being dropped. At least he could spell his first name right. I mean, come on, come on. At least get that right. Anyway, moving on to the last uh, lineup of being mine, of course. Um, I have gone for a back three. I think it, I've been waxing lyrical about this all week, to be honest, you know, making sure that we've got a back three in there and keeping that foundation and that solidity. I think it's the only way that you really get Tavares into a team right now is giving him that extra security with holding a Gabriel in the back three. 
Uh, Saka moves that right wing back slot because I think his relationship with Odegaard's maintained if you play them both on the same side. You can't really play a midfield three unless you go 5-3-2, which I don't think we really have the scope to play, to be honest. Unless, I suppose, you could go to you could go 4-3-1-2 with Odegaard playing behind the two forwards with being that Pepe and Martinelli. And who knows, this may actually change into that kind of shape when we're on the attack. But I don't think any of the lineups that we have suggested are going to be what we see um, tomorrow at all. And, you know, look, we're not managers. We're not football experts by any shadow of a doubt. We're just fans. And, you know, we're just playing our play our cards the way we would like them to fall. But what's frustrating is that we saw against Brighton what the issues were. And those same issues could yet get exposed again tomorrow because we're not going to react the way that we want them to. And that's a genuine criticism that we can have of Mikel Arteta. I hope that I am wrong. And I hope that we do see significant changes. I hope that Pepe is given a chance because I do think he has a role to play in getting us top four this season. And that's why I've put him in that striker. I really agree with what you said there, Brad, about Martinelli. Whilst I think that he is a better option than saying Ketia, as Tom says, for that striker role, I, for one, prefer him on the wide areas. I think he's better being on the ball. And in that striker role, I don't think he sees enough of the ball. Whereas Pepe, get him in the box, get the ball to him, he can be lethal. So why not give him an opportunity there as well? We're going to move finally to predictions. So chat box, get your fingers on the keyboard and get typing out your predictions in there. And we'll see what you come up with. We'll start with Tom. Watch his predicted scoreline and scorers, please, mate. Uh, I'm going to go 2-2. I'm going to go for... Martinelli and I actually don't know. Uh, Saka. <laughs> I just fair enough, yeah. Just go for them to safe. Not going for the victory though, no. Still don't think we'll have enough. Um I just Southampton are no mugs and I, I think if you if you've seen the stat where they've got like no wins in the last seven, it's just the perfect it, it, it's a repeat. <laughs> it's a repeat of what happens every year. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I just I, I think a draw. I, I'm desperate for us to win. We need it so badly. But yeah, I, I think 2-2, two, two, I, I think. They are going to have to change our nickname from the Gooners to the Resuscitators because all we do is bring other sides back to life at this stage. So, and, and players as well. Players will be having an absolute rut of form and then they'll go and score a hat-trick. Like, it's just what we do. I don't know how we end up doing it, but we just give them opportunities. Zamir, scoreline and scorers, please. I'm going to go 1-1, one, one, Gabriel Header. Fair enough. Brad's? I'm going to go 2-1. Uh, Way! Positivity! Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, not nearly as optimistic as I was last time I was on the show. But oh, yeah. I think what was your that, last prediction? What was it? Uh, well, I never actually predicted a score, but I predicted nine wins in our last ten. <laughs> oh, yeah, and of course you did, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. not going well at all. But I'm hoping we can turn it around here. I personally think that Martinelli and... Uh, Emil Smith Rowe is going to score. Smith Rowe is going to come off the bench and score for us like he always does. That's just what I'm thinking. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff indeed. Let's see if the positivity is bleeding into the chat box. I have a fear that it isn't. Some bloke says 1-1. Terence Tibbs 1-1. Harvey says 1-1. Peeny Ween 5-0 to the gutters. Love that. Rancis says 2-1 Arsenal, Martinelli and Saka. Omar says 2-1 win, but I wouldn't be surprised if we lose, to be honest. Uh, Wilson says 3-2 to the Arsenal. That is going to be a hell of a game if it does turn out to be that. Uh, Suffolk says Chelsea had 6-0, so I'd say 3-0 to the Arsenal. Mark Backridan says 2-1 Arsenal. Social says 3-0 Arsenal. And 
Nketiah a hat trick. Love that. Matt says 2 1 Arsenal, Erdegaard and Saka. Ross going for a nil nil. Uh, Terence says this has got 1 1 written all over it. Erdegaard and Ward Prowse. Probably with a penalty. No, <laughs> it's probably going to be a penalty in the last minute, isn't it? Hugh says 1 1. Omar, the Nketiah brace. Ian says could be 2 0 humbling. Really hope that it isn't. Mr. Joe Kerr says 2 0 to us. Nicholas going for a 2 1. Martin Lee and Smith throw. Ward Prowse for Southampton off of a free kick banger. It's not a difficult prediction to have, is it, at all? Wesley going for 1-0, hopefully, to the Arsenal. Uh, Paul going for if Xhaka's left back 2-0 Southampton. If he's in midfield, then 1-0 to the Arsenal. It does show kind of how dependent it is on, you know, who's playing as to how we're feeling about these predictions. Love this from Wes getting White to score the winner for us in the game. Riley's going for a 3-1 Arsenal with a 40-yard Cedric screamer. Man, the Cedric emojis in the chat at full time would be insane if that was going to happen. But uh, speaking of which, the next time that you will see me is after the game tomorrow. No 8am show because it is match day. So we are taking the 8am uh, show off. So there'll be a on the whistle show because I'm not working, got the day off. So we'll have that for you after tomorrow's game. So do join us in the chat box at full time for plenty of discussion with you guys in the chat. Please say a massive thank you to my guests today, chat box. Show them some love. They've been fantastic. Tom, thank you so much for came, uh, coming on the show. And do tell people where they can find you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tom. Uh, yeah, it's just Gunnar TC on um, uh, Twitter. Sorry, I forgot what it's it was. It's a great there. initials. He's just got really good initials. You well, can't blame him. The TC. best of the best. Best of the best. <laughs> great first name. Great starting letter of his surname. It's just all there. It's all there. Zamir, not as good initials, but thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> and tell people where they can find you. Uh, no worries, Tom. Thanks for having me on. You should become a member and join the Discord so you can find me there. Yeah, with a varying number of different names. He changes like the wind, doesn't he, <laughs> with, uh, with his Discord names. Uh, I remember, what was it? The Discord Sith Lord was what it used to be, which was my yeah. personal favourite. Um, but we've moved on since then. I'm loving the changes. I really am. Bradley, thank you so much again, mate. Really appreciate your time. Tell people where they can find you. Uh, just in the Discord server is all. And I did notice one of my buddies, Ross, did put a nil-nil. And he's a Man City fan, so that's why he's going wow. for it. He wants to see us fail. Well, he's going for it with a nil-nil. So, uh... <laughs> no, that's, why like, that's why he's saying nil-nil. Yep, there it is. There you go. There you go. Nil-nil. Oh, the positivity is, is rife, even from our rival. I say rivals. We wish we were rivals with Man City these days, anyway. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your time. Absolute pleasure. Getting a lot of love in the chat box, which is fantastic. Really appreciate the kind words, as always. Do drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it. And subscribe to the channel if you're new. I'll see you at full time tomorrow. Let's keep those fingers heavily crossed for a win, because, boy, do we need it. Uh, we'll see you again soon. And, as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are out, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.